0: Shilin pulled at his earlobes. One of the earrings is gone. The people of Shenle believed that the pinnacle of cultivation was the harmony of yin and yang, the unity of male and female. The form of the gods was inexhaustibly ever-changing and naturally unbound by gender restrictions, shifting to men or women as they willed. Thus, this belief was woven into the design of the god pleasing costume throughout history every god pleasing martial warrior had donned adornments and accessories that possessed the form and details of both sexes such as earrings and bracelets when shailin was preparing for the role he had pierced his ears and put on a pair of earrings it was a pair of brilliantly deep red coral pearls lustrous and smooth radiant and opulent, rare and sublime. However, when Xie Lin was combing his hair just then, only one of the pair of red coral pearls was left. The moment he said that it was lost, Mu Qing's relaxed expression froze again, but the other two did not notice. Feng Xin looked all over the chamber first, inside and out, but returned empty-handed. You're so scatterbrained. Even something worn on your ears can be lost. I didn't find it in the pavilion of Shenda, so I'll go out and look on the roads. Pray to the heavens you didn't lose it during the parade. Shielin was puzzled too, but didn't care for it much. Maybe, if that's the case, then there'd be no way you'd find it. If it's lost, it's lost. Mu Qing, on the other hand, Brought out the broom he usually used to sweep. He said quietly, That pearl is too precious. We should at least try to look. Maybe it rolled under the bed or a shelf. He then started sweeping and Lin responded, Then, why don't we call for a few more hands to help? Feng Xin said offhandedly, Crowds get handsy. We don't want people sneaking it in their pockets before we find anything. Mu Qing was quietly checking under the bed, but when he heard Feng Xin's words, his face momentarily turned a shade of deathly white. He rose to his feet in a fit, and with a crack, the broom in his hands broke in two. Xie Lin was startled. Ever since they had left the great martial hall, Feng Xin was filled with complaints about Mu Qing, but the words never left his lips. Now that he saw that Mu Qing blew up first, He also got angry. What are you doing, breaking things so suddenly? Who pissed you off now? Mu Ching replied coldly. Why don't you just tell me straight what it is you want to say, instead of casting shadows where there are none? I have nothing to do with the lost pull. Feng Xin had always been a straightforward individual, and this was the first time hearing someone accuse him of casting shadows where there are none. And he puffed a laugh from anger. Why don't you tell that to yourself? What did I say? I didn't say that you stole it, but you got all flustered. What, are you feeling guilty? Shuelian broke out of his shock and sat up on the bed, feeling dread. Fengxin, that's enough. A few veins popped instantly on Ching's forehead. Fengxin really didn't think much of it and asked in confusion, What? It really wasn't the right time for shilin to explain, so he could only try and pacify Mu Qing. Don't misunderstand. Feng Xin's comments were offhand. He wasn't directing them at you. Mu Qing clenched his fists tight, then loosened them, but at last did not continue to blow up. However, his eyes were growing red, and he turned to Shilin enunciating each word as he stared at him. You don't keep your promises, he said. No, you're wrong, Shilin cried. Qing closed his mouth and inhaled a few times. He threw a furious stink eye at Feng Xin, Then, without another word, ran out the door. Shilin jumped off the bed and was about to give chase, but he was stopped in mid-step. Your Highness, you haven't even put on your shoes. It'd be a disgrace going out with your hair down and in such a mess. Help me stop him, Shirlian ordered. At least put on your shoes first and tie up your hair, Feng Xin said, and leave him be. He's always weird like this. Who knows what nerve we touched, going mental out of the blue. Muqing was long gone by then and Shirlian saw that he wouldn't be able to catch up. So instead, he grabbed for a hair tie to fasten his hair in a rush. As he did so, he sighed and said, He wasn't going mental, you just accidentally said the wrong thing. Feng Xin brought out Shilin's usual white training garb from the closet and threw it at him. What did I say wrong? Shilin replied as he slipped on his boot. I can't tell you. Anyway, come with me to go find him and tell him that it was all a misunderstanding and that you weren't accusing him of anything. Feng Xin frowned. What is it that you can't tell me? Shilin's lips were sealed tight. Feng Xin was becoming more suspicious and thought back on Moo Qing's furious expression. He spoke up suddenly. He didn't actually steal from you before. Did he? Shilin immediately waved vigorously. No, no. Seeing him like this, Feng Xin was even more sure. So that's it. No wonder his temper flared. It's because he was guilty. So when did he steal? Not so loud, Shilin hushed anxiously. Feng Xin lowered his voice. Something like this happened and you didn't tell me? Tell me now. Shilin saw that Feng Xin was already suspicious. If he continued to lie, then it'd be found out either way. So woefully, he had to relent. It really doesn't count as stealing. But I'll start from the beginning. You remember, right? Two years ago, when I first entered the Royal Holy Pavilion, there was a time that I lost a leaf of gold foil. Hearing this, Feng Xin's eyes widened and he slapped his thigh. That time? Three years ago, Shirlian begged and pleaded in all manner of ways, until finally his parents relented and permitted him to enter the Royal Holy Pavilion for training before the age of twenty. A year later, the Pavilion of Shenle completed construction. Shirlian could at last move in, and he did so with great excitement. When Shirin first moved in, he really didn't bring a lot with him. Only two carriages full of books and two hundred treasured swords. But the queen loved her son dearly and was afraid that training life would be too quiet and boring. So later she ordered for twenty servants and four large carriages full of trinkets that the crown prince loved to be sent to Mount Tersang, the mountain caravans, were impressive and dramatic. Included in this was a set of one hundred and eight leaves that make up the Golden Foil Palace. Building a palace out of golden foils was a popular game enjoyed by the Shenle nobility. At that time, to have so much luxury into the mountain caused a small wave of complaints. The Royal Holy Pavilion consisted of serious cultivators who weren't quite familiar with the prince's character as yet. And although they couldn't say much publicly, behind his back there was much chatter. Did his highness the crown prince come to train, or did he come to play? What could the son of the royal family cultivate if he only came for fun? When Feng Xin heard those grievances, he had the mind to dispute them, but Shilin told him not to worry about it and smiled. It's only natural that they should think that way they'll only know after a while that i'm not here to play games and also who the number one in this generation of trainees is however not long after something happened shalin was trying to send away as many of the four large carriages and servants as possible but when he counted the inventory he found that in the one hundred and eight leaves of golden foils one was missing. That set of gold foils was packed in the carriages, and once at Mount Tesang it had never left the pavilion of Shenla. If it wasn't lost on the road, then it had been stolen. Nothing was found on the road, so Shilin brought it up off handedly to the Gorsha. However, when the Gorsha thought that it might be stolen, he became enraged at the idea that someone within the Royal Holy Pavilion would commit this crime under the allure of golden foils. So he was determined to recover the golden leaf no matter what. If it should be found on the person of anyone, then the punishment would be severe to the utmost. Thus, all 3,000 and more disciples of Mount Tesang had to stop what they were doing and got dragged into forming teams to search room after room, chamber after chamber, of every single training hall. It was a huge fanfare, tiring out everyone. Yet unexpectedly, halfway through the search, Shaden suddenly corrected himself, apologised for causing everyone trouble, and said that he suddenly remembered that he seemed to have already lost a leaf from that set of gold foils while he was still at the royal palace. meaning. There should only be one hundred and seven leaves after all. In order to investigate the whereabouts of the missing gold foil, that night at the Royal Holy Pavilion was complete chaos, utter pandemonium, and right when everyone was sweating with exhaustion to have His Highness the Crown Prince suddenly make such an announcement to never mind, to not bother after all, it was inevitable for many to feel aggrieved. Thus, for the longest time, there was a lot of noise behind his back. Things like, well, he was the crown prince, so he got to call the shots. And hopefully next time, his memory would be better, and he would remember important things before calling for an investigation. Feng Xin was furious listening to it, but Shailin still told him to let it go, and to let time pass quietly. Sure enough, after that, Shilin was indeed able to change things around completely, rising to unashamedly become the number one trainee of the Royal Holy Pavilion over all 3,000 or so disciples. Because he was truly friendly and easygoing and not at all dependent on his background, gradually his reputation improved amongst the others. Feng Xin wasn't one to remember the petty details So he had forgotten that this had happened. Now that it was brought up again, it dawned on him, and he was shocked and angry. It was Mu Ching who walked away with that gold foil? Shh! Shilin hushed him and looked to make sure that no one else was around. That gold foil leaf fell out of the rattling carriage while coming up the mountain. Mu Ching was passing by while carrying water and found it in the bushes. He kept it under his bed, and hadn't figured out what to do with it, but that very night, the Gorsha suddenly struck, ordering everyone to search rooms. I didn't know him at the time, and only saw an errand boy who looked distraught. Later, while I was sitting outside, he came up to serve me tea, and admitted everything. That's how I found out. Taking without telling is stealing. So you he helped him bury this matter and told everyone that the gold foil was lost in the royal palace? Whilst they were talking, Shirlian had finished dressing and headed out the door. That's how it is. Feng Xin was going to die from rage. He followed after Shelian, Your Highness, did you know that when you first came to the royal holy pavilion, Just how many people talked shit about you? Keep it down, Shilin said. He really did look quite distraught at the time. Pale as a ghost, people here at the Royal Holy Pavilion already dislike him. If I had said anything, his life here would be over. Our places in life are different, and we stand on different vantage points in this matter. So consequences... Can't be compared. Just then, a few young trainees approached them and courteously bowed, their faces full of smiles, greeting them. Your Highness. Shirlian smiled back and the two parties brushed past each other. He said to Feng Xin, See, I told you to give it time. Now I get along with everyone. Who'd dare say anything bad about me? The two of them Entered Mu Qing's bedchamber, but didn't see a soul, so they exited again to keep searching. I already thought it strange at the time, since I'd never known you to have lost any leaves at the palace, Feng Xin said. But I can't believe you didn't tell me about this for two years, and that you even told me that you met him when he was sweeping. Later, he asked me not to tell anyone, Shilian said, since I agreed. Of course, I wouldn't tell, not even to you. But now that you know, I'm the one who went back on my word, but you mustn't tell anyone else. How does that even count as going back on your word, Feng Xin said? It's not like you told me anything. It's his own guilty conscience making him freak out that gave him away. No, no, you promise me right now that this stops here. Otherwise, I'll break my relationship with you, and you'll be cursed to never find a wife, Shenyan threatened. Feng Shin huffed. You break up with me? The day after our breakup, everyone in the kingdom of Shenle will know one thing. His Highness the Crown Prince fainted from overly tight suspenders while dressing himself. Fine. I won't say a word. Who gives a shit about gossip anyway? After a pause, he still decided to comment. I bet he thinks I'm always picking on him because he thought I knew about the gold foil business. But really, I just don't like people like him. A grown man thinking too much about this and that. He must have suspected that you told me a long time ago. Even concubines in a harem don't have such thoughts and moods as twisted as his. He's so annoying. It's not as bad as you say, Shilin said. The Royal Holy Pavilion had never lost anything before, meaning that this was his first time, and at the end of the day, it was for his mother. Er, uh, anyway, he already assuredly promised that he would never do it again, so giving him another chance isn't wrong. And he kept his word. Besides, today when that little kid fell, if Moo Ching didn't cooperate with me, the parade wouldn't have ended so smoothly. Feng Xin clicked his tongue. You're already going down in history for only three rounds around the capital. Of course he won't do anything else to you. Your Highness, I'm going to say this right now. I don't believe a word of anything he said at the Great Martial Hall. Who here in the Royal Holy Pavilion doesn't know that when the Gorsha plays cards, he hears and sees no one? He had to pick that time to pass on the message and stubbornly refused to clarify under whose orders he was sent. It's as if he was purposely trying to screw things up. Shilin shook his head and said gravely, Actually, with regard to this, I might have been indelicate too. I knew Mu Ching is disliked. So originally, I wanted him to run more errands for me, to let people know, That he's my personal attendant, so that they'd be nicer to him. I didn't realize that they were already nasty to this point. Not only did things get messed up, he got bullied too. If you think about it from another angle, you'll find his moodiness understandable. Feng Xin wholeheartedly disagreed. Why is it your fault that he's moody? You're the crown prince. How did you end up owing anyone anything? for promoting them. Your Highness, I really don't understand why you think so highly of him. Shirlian grinned. Feng Xin, did you know there are so many people in this world that are nothing but rocks in my eyes? Feng Xin didn't understand and Shirlian walked with his hands behind his back. Rocks are everywhere, but precious jades are hard to come by. When it comes to martial arts, I've only ever seen two people who could be called jades. One is you, and the other is him. He suddenly stopped in his step, turned his head around, his eyes shining brightly. I truly think that Mu Ching is extremely gifted. Such a precious jade. How can it be left to collect dust and hide its beauty just because of background and temper? Shelin looked determined. No. I think that's wrong. You ask why I think so highly of him. It's the same reason why I think so highly of you. Those that are destined to shine, I must let them shine. Besides, I don't believe that goodwill brings bad returns. Feng Xin stopped too. After listening to Shedian's speech, he scratched his head. As long as you know what you want, how you do it is your business. Yeah, so, where did Mu Cheng run off to? Lin said. Just then, another couple of young trainees approached them, a basket in their hands, playing around. When they saw Lin, they called out to him in unison, their voices happy. Your Highness. Shirlian responded with a smile too. The trainees came up to him and thrust the basket before the two, saying happily, Will your highness have some cherries? They've already been washed in the springs, very clean and very sweet. The basket was full of vivid little round red cherries, looking rather precious. Xilin and Feng Xin picked out a few to eat, and they were indeed juicy and sweet. One of the young trainees asked, When we walked over, we heard your highness asking about Mu Cheng. Were you looking for him? I think we saw him when we passed through the cherry woods. Is that right? Thank you for letting me know, Shilin said. Thus, the two walked hastily toward the cherry woods. Atop Mount Te-sung, other than the abundant wild maples, there were also many fruit trees, peaches, pears, oranges, and also cherries. The fruit trees were nourished by the springs, bathed in the mountainous mist and sunny dews, bearing fruits filled with spiritual aura. Other than offering them as a tribute to the palace, the rest were reserved for the disciples in the pavilion, who could munch on them after a hard day's work. Outside the royal holy pavilion, it would be hard to buy a single one, even with a hundred gold pieces. The cherry trees stood row after row, and within the fresh new leaves hung beads and beads of red, pearl-like cherries, looking delightfully enticing. Shilin and Feng Xin walked for a while, looking for Mu Ching in the woods, but soon after they heard quarreling voices coming from just ahead of where they were, and they unconsciously slowed to a stop. You